Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church familia. All right, it's Motivational Monday. I know some of you guys are struggling to get out of bed and everything else, you know, but you know, God is so good, and this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. All right, we're in the book of Mark 13 this morning, and uh, my lovely Sandra will be reading the word. Amen. Do you want to pray first? Yeah, that's right. See, I'm so motivated that I even forgot something already. <laughs> <laughs> Father, we just praise you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you for this is the day that you have made, Lord God. And I just come, Father God, before you, Father, and, and we just lift up your name, Father God, and we just invite your presence, Holy Spirit, that you can speak through us, let it be you and not us, Lord God. Thank you for your word, because your word is like to us, Father, and I just thank you for this day, Father. We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Okay, so we're in Mark chapter 13, 1 through 13. I'm reading out of the NIV version. It says, as he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues on account of me. You will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you're arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Amen. Amen, amen. All right. All right, stretch if you need to this morning. Wow. You know, this This. This is... This particular chapter, you know, that we're only speaking on just basically the 13 verses, 
you know, it, it again, you see our Lord Jesus, he, he always took the time and, and, and grabbed any opportunity he had to, to teach, you know, his disciples, to, to give them more insights. And here we find him, you know, that they're pretty much uh, coming out at the, in front of the temple, you know, and while they were there, they were, the disciples were looking at all these huge buildings and it look, everything looks so, so nice and so big, you know, and, and the buildings, these particular buildings, were, they were built with large stones, you know, and Josephus, a Jewish historian, you know, once said at that time that some of those stones were about 60 feet long, you know, and, and also archaeologists, you know, have found some of these stones to be, you know, 42 feet long, 11 feet high, and about 14 feet deep. You know, there were over a million pounds, some of these stones. They were huge. And that's what they were looking at. And yet in verse two, Jesus says, not one stone will be left upon another, you know? And, and, they, and, they, were, and they were pretty much questioning, you know, what, what do you mean by this? What, what's going on? You know, you know, and they were talking to him in private. You know, and as, so as we read this, you know, we could see where they were at. They were looking at these buildings and they look beautiful. They must have been amazing to some people. You know, they have, they probably thought that these buildings will stand forever because of the large stones that they have. But little did they know what Jesus was saying that, you know, that in AD 70, 40 years later, the Romans will, uh, will sack uh, Jerusalem, will destroy Jerusalem, and will bring down all these buildings, you know. So the Lord was talking to them about future events, you know. But I believe, you know, that the Lord was also trying to teach them, you know, that earthly things will pass away. The things that you see in front of you, you know, they will pass away. See, but my word would not pass away. The word of the Lord, you know, in Matthews 24, 35, he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, praise God, my words by no means will pass away, you know, and it goes right into verse uh, four, it says, tell us, then, you know, the disciples were with him and they said, tell us when would these things happen? When, you know, are these things going to be fulfilled as they were talking to him and here again, Jesus reassuring them and just just bringing knowledge to them says in, in verse five answering them he began to say take heed that no one deceive you in other translations he says that no one will fool you you know so it is the responsibilities of the disciples it is our responsibility that we pay attention and not be deceived that we know when people are sharing with us and talking to us but that we need to know who we are as believers. You know, we need to take every word that is given to us from whoever and make sure that it aligns with the word of God. We need to make sure that what they're speaking is truth. I don't take no word of any man and just say, oh, that's the gospel truth because men are not perfect. Men can fail you. Leaders will fail you. If you look at this country, leadership has failed us, you know, so we cannot depend upon men. In, um, in Ephesians 5, 6, and 7, it says, let no one deceive you with empty words, 
For because of these things, the wrath of God has come upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers of them. In other words, you know, the wrath of God is coming. The wrath of God is going to come against, you know, all these that have raised up against him. You know, while, while they call them here, the sons of disobedience, that's going to happen, you know, because the Lord says that that will take place. But, you know, for us as believers, we don't need to feel that because the word of God says that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us and he would never abandon us. So we have the Lord on our side. And here the Lord is said, telling you, be aware that there are those that will want to deceive you. Be aware, you know. And it says right into verse 6, it says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will deceive many. And again, in Matthew 25, I mean, 24, verse 5, it says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. And will deceive many. You know, in other words, the Lord was saying, many false teachers will come and claim different things. Many people, uh, people will rise up to speak in my name, but He's telling us to be aware. You know, we need to discern what are they are saying, what words are coming out of their mouths. We need to have discernment. You know, we need to make sure that we are at the rooted in the Word of God. That way we will not fall for whatever story is being told because a lot of stories are being told. A lot of things are being said and that, and that would bring fear to a lot of people. But we need not fear. In Jeremiah 29 verse 8, it says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets, do not let your diviners, in other words, uh, individuals that, uh, that are giving you fortunes, who are in the midst, deceive you, nor listen to the dreams. In other words, you can have dreams. You can have dreams. And sometimes people will make a dream a revelation of God. We'll make a dream that the Lord is speaking to us. And sometimes a dream could only be because you ate something that didn't agree with you the night before. Come on now. And you toss and toss and toss and toss. And, and you had a bad dream. Or you saw something that you shouldn't be watching on TV or in a video or whatever, and, and, and it brought fear and it brought doubt, and you went to sleep with all these kinds of thoughts in your head, and you had a dream about it. Now, I, I mean, that has happened to me before. So if it has happened to me, I know that it has happened to you too. You know, you went to bed and you dream of what you were just seeing or what were you just, just talking about. And the Lord is saying here in Jeremiah 29, 8, do not let that speak to you that, that that is the truth. You know, do not be fooled by what people are saying. But, you know, but to listen to the word of God. Hear the word of the Lord, you know, and, and, and obey his word. In verse 7, it says, but when you hear of wars. Now, he, again, he's telling him, be aware. But now you're going to hear of wars and rumors of war. Do not be troubled about these things because these things have to happen. These things will have to come to pass. That's what the word is saying. These things are going to happen no matter what. You know, in verse 8, it says, For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be earthquakes in various places. And, you know, you're talking about earthquakes. You know, in these recent years, we have heard about all kinds of earthquakes happening in places that we never heard of them happening before. You know, because why? Because the world 
you know, is craving for the return of our Savior. The world itself is, is groaning because of what's happening around them. But, you know, those were the signs, you know, and I have been personally, I have been hearing our wars, you know, and rumors of wars all my life. I remember being a little, a little boy in, a, in New York City back in the day when I had hair on top of this no hair head right here, you know, back in that day, you know, that they had the fallout shelters, you know, and they will have exercises. And they will have uh, sirens going off and horns going off. And we will have to, you know, go onto these shelters that we had to, you know, because they, you know, there was a protection against an attack, protection against what was happening at that time, you know, and again, those are rumors of war, you know, and I also wore the uniform, you know, in the military for 39 years. And I have heard all kinds of rumors and all kinds of meetings that I have been into that they were telling us about different kinds of threats happening and that we needed to be make sure that we were ready, that we needed to make sure that we took care of stuff, you know, and all of that, all of that can cause us to have fear. All of that can cause us to have a lot of concerns. And in the world that we're living in today, I'm sure a lot of us have concern, but fear not, fear not. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, for God have not given us the spirit of fear. Come on now. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but it says a power. That, that power, you know, is an anointing. That power is strength. You know, that anointing, that power, and of love, so we will love one another, and of a sound mind. What's a sound mind? A sound mind is one that's not going to waver back and forth like the ocean. A sound mind is pretty much concentrating on the word of the Lord, on the Lord, and what he says. A sound mind will not easily be fooled. And that's why we need to make sure that we study the word of God, just like we do every morning here in Zoom, you know, that we know the word of the Lord and that word of the Lord will keep us. That word of the Lord will strengthen us and that word of the Lord will sustain us. And look, and he continues to teach them. That's the beautiful thing about our Lord Jesus, that he took all this time to teach the disciples. He took all this time to show them, to warn them ahead of time. So when the situation will arise, when the situation will arise, when the situation will arise, that we will find ourselves in a storm, we will not go ballistic and go crazy and say, oh my God, because he already prepared you for the storm. He already prepared you because he says to be aware of these things. And look what it says in verse nine, but watch out for yourselves. Come on now. He says, we have to watch out. You know, he's given us the word, but we have to do our part for they will deliver you up to consoles. You know, they will, you will be bitten in the synagogues. You'll be brought before rulers and king for my sake. Prosecution, that's what they're talking about. And even back in these days, they, all that stuff was happening in today's society. Some of this, a lot of this stuff is still happening overseas in other places and other countries. You're not allowed to speak about Jesus. You're not allowed to speak about the gospel, you know? And we are ourselves here, we are being prosecuted by a lot of places that we are not allowed to share the word of God in our workplaces. A lot of places ban that. In the military, you know, they pretty much told us, you know, you cannot share your faith. 
you know, with others. You cannot share that faith. You know, yeah, they allowed you to go to church on Sunday. They did have that, but then you were not allowed to share what you believe in. So, so in other words, you know, this prosecution will come. People will always come against us, but we have to make sure that we maintain. You know, we will always be betrayed by somebody. Somebody somewhere will betray us, but we need to keep our focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and it says in verse 10, and the gospel must be preached to all the nations. In other words, you know, in, between that verse and verse 9, that it says that you will be betrayed, you know, that you will go before consuls. You know, we don't need to fear what we're going to say. We don't need to fear what's going to happen because our God is with us. Our God will give us the way. Prosecution will always come. But fear not, fear not. You know, in Matthew 24, uh, 14, it says, for this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all the nations and to the end, and then the end will come. So, you know, so it's telling us, you know, that the word of God needs to go out. The word of God needs to be spoken. And that word of God being spoken by us is our testimony. What is your testimony? What is that God has given you? What is that God has shown you? You know, because God has given all of us, you know, uh, uh, blessings. God has given all of us a testimony. He has helped us in our walk. He has delivered us many times. You know, he has kept us from, from death itself, you know. But, and it, but he says, but you will go through these things. You know, and why was Jesus warning them? Because he was preparing them, just like he has been preparing every single one of us with his word. Just why he's been calling us, you know, and, and showing us his word and bringing men and women that, that will preach the gospel the way that he's supposed to be preached. Because harder times will come. You know, when we look around us and we see all the confusion that this world is in, because this world is in darkness, this world is in confusion, the government is in confusion, you know, they try to teach us all different kinds of things that, we, that we're supposed to be doing and saying and confessing, but you know what, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go by what they're saying, I'm going to go by what the word of God says, by the written word, you know, because this written word you know, will be fulfilled. This written word right here is the one that, that, that's going to show us the way because heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will not pass away. This word will be fulfilled. So as long as we have the word of God and as long as we have the breath in our lungs to proclaim the word of the Lord, we need to continue to do so. We need to continue to stay focused. We need to continue to speak life because, you know, like, again, the Lord is just getting deeper in here because, you know, even in verse 11, he said, but when they arrest you, ooh, man, who wants to be arrested? I don't think none of us want to be arrested, but it says, but it says that, but when they, well, when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or pre-detate what you will speak. In other words, don't worry about what you have to say. Don't worry about what's happening. You know, that's what God is saying. Don't worry about it. You know, what you will speak, 
but whatever is given to you in that hour. Come on now, in that hour. That means I don't have to go home and start reading a book and I don't have to go home and start putting a, a whole plan together because the word of God says the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. The Holy Spirit will give you what, what you need to share at any moment, at any time that you find yourself in a difficult situation, just worship the Lord. Just go before him and praise him. And you know what? And as you praise God and as you worship him, he's going to download on you his word. He's going to download on you his presence, his anointing, you know, and he's going to pour down on you what you need to say what you need to share. We don't need to fear what we're going to say. When you're walking down the street and God points to you to go and speak to a certain individual, don't fear what you have to say, because in that moment, he will download on you what you're going to say, and you will open up your mouth and he will fill it. He will give you, just like it says there, that he will give you what you need to say in verse 11. And it will be the word that it's given to you by the Holy Spirit. That's amazing, my brothers and my sisters. That's the word of the Lord, you know, in Acts 2.4. You know, he says, and they will all fill with the Holy Spirit. Come on, all fill with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them ordinance. You know, that was in the day of Pentecost, you know. That was when the, you know, the Holy Spirit came down and all of them were speaking in other tongues. You know, and sometimes we say, well, these tongues, you know, you know, they're, they're spiritual, spiritual language. Yes, but they, that's, but they are also a language that somebody else around the world speaks. You never know when you're speaking, you know, and, and, and like that. You know, but God said that he gave them what to say. And they spoke. And just like the day of Pentecost, today, God can download on you his spirit and will give you new insight and will give you new words to say and to declare. Because why? Because the times are hard and the times are difficult. But we don't need to fear what's going on around us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Come on now. If God is for you, who can stand against you? Because he's saying right here in his word, don't worry about it. I am there with you. When these things happen, when these things start to happen around you, I will be with you. I will speak on your behalf. I will give you the words of what you need to say. And that reminds me back in a back in few years back, few years back, when I had to go to the court and I had to go before the judge and I, and I was given, I was given, I think three tickets, careless driving, reckless driving, driving too close, you know, and, and I hit somebody with my car and, and I was going before the court and I felt that I was innocent of all these charges and I did not know what to say. And many told me, you got to get a lawyer, go get a lawyer, go get a lawyer, let him speak on your behalf. But I say, no, I'm, I'm going by what the word of God says. And the word of God says, I will give you what to say. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to say nothing. I'm innocent, but I want you to speak on my behalf. You speak on my behalf. You know, when you challenge God by faith, hey, hey hallelujah. When you, when you challenge God by faith, 
and you become bold, and I became bold, and I said, Lord, you speak on my behalf. You know, I don't want to say anything to this to this judge. I don't want to say anything to this prosecutor that is there. Lord, you speak on my behalf. And guess what? He did. You know, he did. Because, you know, while I was sitting there, you know, and, and they were bringing uh, judgment against all these people before me. They were all guilty. Every single one of them was guilty before me. My heart was over here on my throat, you know, and, and, I, and I'm hearing this. That was my heart, you know. And I said, Lord, you're still time. Lord, you can still speak on my behalf. And I'm, and I'm there, just me and my wife, you know, and, and, and everybody was guilty. And all of a sudden, the door opens up. And there's the police officer that gave me the tickets and called me over to speak to the prosecutor. And again, I didn't say a word because I was my prayer was, Lord, you speak on my behalf. And I went before her and this prosecutor and they said, Mr. Hernandez, this is what we want to do for you. <laughs> oh, man, this is what we want to do for you. When does a prosecutor say this is what we want to do for you? like they were giving me a gift. And guess what? It was a gift because what they did, they said, we're gonna take all these tickets that you have. We're putting them to the side. You're not gonna be charged with those. All we're gonna do is give you one ticket for obstruction of traffic, which I did. I stopped traffic in all directions because my car was upside down in the middle of the road. But guess what? All I did was just listen to them and they said, you don't have to do anything. This is not a surcharge ticket. There's no points against you. All you have to do is pay this fine and you can walk out with no other charges against you. And, I, and all I said was, do you accept this? All I said was, yes. Went back into the courtroom, went before the judge. He read all those charges were dismissed and gave me the new one and he says, do you accept this, Mr. Hernandez? And all I say was, yes. You know, the Lord spoke on my behalf. The Lord spoke to them and the Lord moved. And that's how God is, that we should not fear what man is going to say, what man is going to do. We need to make sure that we stay focused on his word and his promises, that he is faithful. He is faithful to meet us where we at. He is faithful to show off in the middle of our storm, he is faithful to speak on our behalf, and you won't have to even say a word. Why? Because he loves us so much. And you know, that's why the word of God says, I did not give you the spirit of fear. Come on. I did not give you that spirit, but I gave you one of, of, of a sound mind. I gave you a sound mind so that you can stand, a sound mind so that you can declare and you know what? He was faithful. I left that place praising God and worshiping God. And I was also speaking in other tongues. You know, I was so excited. I was so excited. Me and my wife went in the car and we cried before the Lord because we saw the Lord move. We saw the Lord move. And that's what God is saying. When we go before kings, do not fear. You know, because it gets even deeper. And I'm almost done. Almost done. He says that brother, brother will betray brother. And father will be at the will, will turn over his child, and this child will go against the parents. So all this stuff is happening around us. You see it every single day. You see it every single day. But that is the Lord telling us these things are going to happen. These things are going to take place. But do not fear. Do not fear. 
but take hold of it. Because while this verse 13, look at verse 13 says at the end, he says, you will be hated by all. Does it say by some? Come on now. You could have said just by a few, but it says you will be hated by all for my name's sake. For he who endures to the end shall be saved. He who holds on to the end, he who speaks the word of God over themselves and over their situation, he who goes and proclaims the gospel, he that just lifts up the name of Jesus, no matter what's going on, no matter how you feel, no matter what you're seeing, no matter what people are saying, he who praises and worships God, who turns over to him and declares, who holds on to the end, who endures you know, will be saved. And that is a promise for you and I, that we are saved, that we are saved. I mean, our salvation is assured in Jesus Christ. We need to hold on. We need to speak the truth. We need to share the gospel. And that's what Jesus was telling his disciples. You're going to go through all these things. You're going to go through all these situations. These things are going to happen, but do not fear. These things are going to be happening around you. But take, take hold of my word. Take hold of my word. And I will sustain you. My brothers and sisters, on this Monday morning, whatever you're going through, come on. Whatever you're going through, the Lord is telling you, I got you. I got you. I got you. I hold you. You are mine, the Lord says. You are mine. You are my sons and you are my daughters. And I love you. And I will sustain you. And I will keep you. That's right. He is the best insurance policy. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is the best insurance policy we have. Is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he is faithful. He, and Jesus himself was saying these things. Jesus himself was speaking these things over his disciples, speaking this word over you. Do not fear what's happening, but take hold of him. Take hold of his promises, and he will sustain you, and he will carry you through. My brothers and sisters, as we come to a close this morning, let's not forget the word that we received yesterday about the suffering, you know, and being able to praise God in the suffering. You know, because as we praise God in the suffering, we're acknowledging him that he is above the suffering, that he is above the hard times, that he is above the situation, that he is ab above what people are saying, that he is above what the government is saying. And you know what? And as we worship him and as we praise him and as we give him the glory, as they, he would give him the honor, you know, this spiritual battle that we're fighting, you know, we, we, we release the angels in the atmosphere to battle for us because we're speaking it out. It is you and I that need to speak it out, that need to declare the word of the Lord and speak over the situation that we're in. So again, as we close this Monday morning, focus, focus on the word of God. Focus on his promises because he loves you. He will sustain you and he's holding you even now. He's embracing you even now. He's telling you, do not fear. Do not fear for I am with you. 
God is faithful, my brothers and sisters. And I was so motivated by this. And I read this and I said, well, that's how awesome Jesus is. That even here, he's speaking to us. He says that you are mine. You belong to me. And I got you. Just hold on to my word. Let us pray. Father, I praise you. I worship you. I exalt your name. Lord, I thank you for everyone that is listening and watching, Father God. I pray your blessings upon them. I pray your peace as a pastor's understanding. I pray comfort, Lord God, for those who are dealing with sickness, Father God, with difficulties, Father God, because you are faithful, Father. You will give us calmness in the middle of the storm. Father God, you will calm the winds that are around us when we praise you, when we seek your face. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for them, Father. Keep them, guide them, protect them. I pray for their homes, their families, their marriages, their children, Father. The promises that you already have given them in your word and individually, oh, Lord God, I thank you for answering them. And I thank you for what you're going to continue to do in their homes and in their families, Father. Thank you for today. Be with us, keep us, and guide us. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Have a blessed week. Keep your focus, keep your focus. And I keep saying it, the best is yet to come. So get ready, get ready, get ready for it. Declare it and speak it out. Speak life over your situation. And he is faithful to meet you right there. God bless.